and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, and joining me today is a repeat guest and a bona fide rock star. She is oh, the, yeah, the Director of Marketing, Events, Public Relations of American Solutions for Business, and she was recently named as one of the top people on Dale Denham's Online 18. Taylor Borst, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Kirby. Thanks for having me back on. <laughs> it's good. It's great to see you. Great to see you. <laughs> we, uh, we were, you know, in the interest of transparency, you and I caught up a little bit in Vegas and we were like, we got to do this right. again and kind of kind of reconnect over a few new questions. So I appreciate you taking the time. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I want to jump right in on the on the online 18 thing. I mean, you were recently named as one of the top leaders in online influence in the promo industry. Dale Denham does a great job every year on mm -hmm. his online 18. So first of all, Congrats. Um, <laughs> and second, that means you're creating a, a ton of content, right? That's just, that's how you kind of get recognized in those ways. So I'm curious, and again, we kind of chatted a little bit about this back in Vegas, but I, I wanted to ask you on the show here, there have to be times when you're not feeling it and, and you know, <laughs> consistency is really important. So I guess my question is, how do you keep going when you, you aren't feeling it? Or do you? Sure. Well, yeah, Kirby, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned our Vegas conversation, because at that point, I think you and I were just like, so drained from the week. And it was just like, we found each other. And we were just like, oh, man, this is great. But what a grind. Um, so I love how we kind of got to this, this topic um, that we're going to go into today. And I think, first, you know, the more that I think about this, I had to think about from the outside here. It's so easy to, to underestimate the strategy and process and, and time that goes into social right. media management right. and content creation. Um, so even if you're bringing so much transparency and realism to the table all the time, your social media footprint can still look like a highlight reel. And it's not always sunshine and rainbows and super easy and just flows right off the tongue, right? That's and so sure. I think what you and I are talking about today is extremely important because especially for the people who are just starting out, you know, the moment that they start to feel that grind or challenge, I think it's really tempting to quit because mm -hmm. it feels like something has to be wrong, right? Or I'm not cut out for this, or, you know, I just, I can't do it. And that's just simply not true. Um, so, you know, if, if you're working on that article or video or photo, or I guess whatever content that you're working on, um, it can be extremely frustrating. And the thing is, is that it's a different type of frustration. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, my Outlook isn't working or UPS <laughs> is delaying a customer delivery. In that scenario, you are the product. Yeah. And in that moment, you're malfunctioning. Yeah, you're and the so problem. It, <laughs> it yeah. can just feel so uncomfortable, especially at first. And like any skill, it's incredibly important to practice and practice resilience as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the thing is, I, I love creating this content and it can be super rewarding and fulfilling and all that good stuff. But if you let it, it can really drain you. And sure. um, it can drain you if you don't have those, those strategies in place. So I'm super excited to, to really drill down into that a little bit more with you today. Yeah, I, I love what you talked about that. It's so funny because I think you're right. I think people think, oh, well, when it gets hard, it, you know, like maybe I'm just not cut out for this or whatever. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've given so many pieces of advice where the entire piece of advice was just do one more tomorrow. Just keep going. Like, <laughs> that's good advice. You know what I mean? Just like, that's a, well, should I, should I do this or should I shift or should I do that? No, just do one more tomorrow. 
just keep going um, yep. because you're in a, a little bit of a rut and you'll come out on the other side. Um, and so I think that, yeah, I think there are times where you just got to keep going. So I, I, with that in mind, burnout uh, for many in the business world is a, it's a real thing. And I, I think even, you know, while like I know you're working from home and there's a lot of people who are, sometimes I think it's just a different kind of burnout. So I think it's, it can be even more because you can't escape. Um, so how do you overcome that and keep doing good work? How do you keep showing up tomorrow? Sure, sure. So I have a couple different strategies um, that I really want to focus on. So the first is recognizing that it's okay to take a break. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I, I always subscribe to the thought that quality typically is going to be more effective than quantity. And so it's okay to not constantly be on that hamster wheel and feel like you have to constantly be pushing something out. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes pushing something out isn't always better than pushing nothing out. It's, it's okay if you need to take a little step back. And I think our egos would always like to tell us that like, oh, my audience will notice or they'll be upset if I don't push something out where that, I mean, nobody's going to notice. Like, I think that they'll be okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not celebrities. People um, aren't paying that close attention. Like it, it's just, mm -hmm. it's all right to take a step back if you need to do that. Um, the second piece I would say would be to diversify your content. Mm -hmm. So what has worked really well for me is, you know, focusing on different mediums. So, um, you know, I write articles, I push out photos and then focus on videos. And even that can have a few different approaches too, whether it's a live stream or an interview like you and I are doing right now, um, short form videos or more kind of multimedia videos, um, like on TikTok. So it just keeps it fresh and exciting and you know you don't really get bored as quickly because you're always kind of playing around with another type of content mm -hmm. and then it's also fun to play on different platforms too and almost experiment like what works best on each platform and always kind of get into that mindset of not everything has to be perfect um if you're just doing it for experimental purposes you know it, it's mm. fine if something doesn't work you don't right. ever have to do it again right so just keeping that open mind is is really beneficial uh and then i would say the third part of that too would be to balance consistency and spontaneity mm. so um you know, anchoring yourself with a few really consistent projects where you don't really have to think about it. You can kind of keep it a little bit on autopilot in a right. way. And then that way really focus on, um, you know, what you're talking about and dig deeper there. Mm -hmm. So um, for example, every week I do kind of a short form uh, video interview, kind of exactly like we're doing today with one of our mm -hmm. supplier partners. Uh, and I host that in mm -hmm. our ASB internal Facebook group. Sure. Uh, and those are always really fun, short, simple to set up and share. So, you know, just, just kind of something I don't really have to think about um, reconstructing every single time. Uh, and then uh, every month I do put out a promo corner article. And yep. um, for that, I really enjoy that because, you know, it takes a little bit longer, but I get to be really deep and intentional with those and, and kind of focus more energy into that. 
Um, and then once I kind of have those anchor pieces, then I have a little bit more flexibility to sprinkle in, you know, the random go lives and the photo posts and the videos. So focusing on, you know, two to three posts per week um, typically works for me pretty well too. Um, and then I just have two little bonus tips for okay. anybody who um, is either just starting out or feeling super, super stretched for time. Um, one, specifically for distributors, we have a ton of incredible suppliers in our industry who have just beautiful lifestyle uh, libraries. Right. And so really tapping into those and, and using that as filler content can be very helpful. Um, some of my favorites are HPG, Hit, and Peerless. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second little tip too, uh, it is okay to revive past content. I totally so agree. If, <laughs> like, <laughs> like people are going to remember six yes. months ago that you posted that one thing that one time. So you could either be really subtle about it and just sprinkle it back in, or you could specifically call it out and say, Hey, this was one of my favorite videos that I did six months ago. Check it out. Yeah. Like completely fine to do that. So. Boy, boy, I could, that's one of my pet peeves. Like, I feel like we've created an, uh, like, there's an unwritten rule in content that you can't recycle uh -huh. content that I think is pure horseshit. Like yes, if it is still, same. if it is still appropriate and still adds yeah. value to your customers, I, I'm with you. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is a, a blog I wrote in August. Mm -hmm. And I think it's more relevant today than ever before the end. I yeah. mean, like, uh, and I, I actually heard that from Gary V and his team. I mean, like, so, okay. and, and so th there's some great tips in there. The one I want to unpack is the first one you said, it's okay to take a break. I mm -hmm. agree with you. Um, now the one caveat I would give you, and I'd be curious to know your take on it is, yeah. is while I think it's okay to take a break, I think it's important to be intentional about it because I think yeah. one of the, the, like, and literally say it to, if you're worried that your audience is going to not notice that you're gone, tell them mm -hmm. I'm taking a month off. I'll be back in, mm -hmm. in May. And I think yeah. it also builds in a little bit of accountability for yourself, because I think one of the problems is if you get out of the habit of it, it's really easy to be out of the habit of it. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, but, but taking that break is super powerful. So, well, that was awesome. So I want to, I want to keep rolling, but that, that sure. people need to kind of replay that whole answer. Cause I think there's a ton of value. So that's awesome. Um, so one of the things I'm seeing is like more and more organizations encouraging their teams to learn their, their own personality type. And that's been going on for some time, but like in my church, we've gone through Enneagrams and before that it was, you know, introvert, extrovert, all that stuff. So yeah. do you subscribe, do you subscribe to the idea of the team learning their personality types and why? So yes. Okay. However, Kirby, I have to give a disclaimer. Okay. Love it. If you take if you take the time to do the personality test, you have to take even more time to truly understand what those results actually mean. Mm. And then also keep in mind that the results aren't always the end all be all and that it's always up for interpretation. So yeah. just because you test into a certain thing doesn't mean that that's how you have to look at yourself or, or that it even means that it's 100% true because right. we're all on a spectrum, right? So, um, so actually within the last year, um, I have taken the Myers-Briggs and kind of gone through a training process independently. And then I've also done a communication personality test with, with my team, which has been just incredibly beneficial in so many ways. Um, but to really bring it around to our conversation today, um, you know, I talked a little bit before about how in content creation, you have to consider yourself as the product, right? Yeah. And so a personality assessment is really just fancy 
product research, right? It's R and D on yourself. I love it. Okay, yeah, I like that. So, so getting to understand that is very beneficial. Um, but one key example of of an aha moment of mine, um, you know, I you actually just mentioned introversion and extroversion, mm -hmm. and I want to dig into that just a little bit here. But mm -hmm. it really did come down to better understanding um, my extroversion re results. Um, so I always thought that I was an introvert that just had developed um, learned extroversion traits because okay. like for me, I was like, oh, I need so much time alone and downtime to decompress. And, you know, I, I can't be with people all the time, cool. um, but it did come down to, you know, the education side of it was that I realized that I had a misunderstanding of the idea of extroversion also. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean that you need to be the loudest person in the room or, or constantly be with people. Uh, but, but what really resonated with me was that when faced with a problem, introverts tend to internalize and extroverts tend to seek connection. And so it just clicked for me. I was like, yes, that's totally right. So when I'm struggling, it's most beneficial to talk it out with somebody. So when I am having issues with figuring out content or coming up with a topic or anything, I know because I did my own R&D, right, <laughs> that this product <laughs> needs to connect with somebody else to That's bounce great. those ideas and verbalize right where um you know when when we've done a little bit more work with like let's say our team knowing that i have some people who are skewed on the introversion side of things um in that scenario they're going to find more success by removing any noise and external input and so um you know there's there's kind of that balance there too and um you know just going back to that leadership perspective it is extremely important to understand yourself and your team members so that you can best support them and their needs yeah. and just figure out you know how do we tap into the ways that work best for all of us yeah wow and it, it really is powerful and i think that what you have said is it's been helpful to me because i, I as people might expect doing content and all the stuff that i do i am an extrovert but I, I, you know, as you said, we're on a scale, right? And I think it depends yeah. on the day. Like some days I really have to put on my extrovert, like yeah. a pair of pants, like, okay, I know I'm going to this place. And then once I get there, I'm good. And I do, um, I, I, it's fine. But yeah, I think we're all on a scale. And the other yeah. thing that it's like, the way that I've always managed it is like, where do I find my energy? I like the sure. way that you're talking about it. But like, like for some, there are some, some of the best speakers in the world are introverts, mm -hmm. but at the end of a speaking engagement, they're exhausted. Right. And so they need to go someplace and, and kind of reboost that is, they're right. good at it, but it doesn't mean that gives them energy for me being on stage provides me energy. I'm fired up at the end of it. And so I think that's a, that's a, a, a way to kind of help you understand yourself and do the R&D on your own product as well. Right. So, and knowing how to troubleshoot best for, for your personality type. It'll just, it'll get you out of a rut and save you a lot of time just spiraling. I love it. Okay, cool. Final question for you. Um, sure. You know, as you are creating more and more content, as you were talking about, I love your idea about anchors and all that sort of thing. But you also are having more responsibilities, right? You're, you've gotten promotions not too terribly long ago. And so you've got to, you've got a team that you're managing. So the question is pretty simple. How do you keep up? So have you learned, have you learned <laughs> well, to delegate or are you just grinding? <laughs> sure. I mean, Kirby, first of all, it's just very kind of you to assume that I'm keeping up. <laughs> right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, it, it is a lot, right? right. Um, first of all, I have to say, 
I feel incredibly, incredibly fortunate to have the team and the support system that I do. So, I mean, I know Kirby, you, you and my boss, Jane and you guys go back pretty far here. I know you guys are tight. Yep. Um, but, you know, we, we work together and talk a lot about the idea of delegate and elevate and that mm. we can't do it all and that we have to um you know we have to split up the work and and build our team members and so the the biggest key i think to that is that delegating isn't just putting something off of your plate so that you can focus on something else um it's about delegating and then nurturing that growth so that the person who's taking on the project is actually in a position to outperform what you ever did mm. <laughs> which also takes a little bit of um of introspection and you have to put ego aside and really understand that your true success comes in ensuring that the person that you are building up will always outshine you eventually mm. and okay. and that is you know i think that that's what a lot of people struggle with right and and it's the ability to kind of pass the torch while also planting a million other seeds around you and i think that that's what good leadership is so for example you know simika sakwe she's our our pr specialist that's joined us within the last year and you know it's been extremely exciting to just watch her develop and, and quickly understand asb's culture and you know our marketing and events teams um they're also continually evolving too and just making a, a big uh, impact within ASB and the industry. Um, you know, we also have a new team member, Emily Jetner, who has joined within the last year. She's just killing it. So we're in a really good spot for our team. Um, and then kind of looking above a little bit. So our senior leadership team is more present in the industry than, you know, they've really ever been before. And so yeah. uh, we've also brought on Bori Lee. Um, he was with Handstance HPG right before mm -hmm. us, but uh, he's a regional VP uh, with us, and he's just been killing it when it comes to advocating for ASB and really just kind of, um, you know, pushing us forward here. So I guess, you know, brand identity should never just fall on one person's shoulders. It's that multiple voices all kind of working together in conjunction is always going to create exponential growth and impact. Um, and not to like end on too cheesy of a note, but I have to share one of my favorite quotes that I think about constantly is that if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. And I think that that just speaks to how our team has really been positioning, especially these last several years here. Um, and I'm just super excited to see where we're going. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, you hear about the difference between management by delegation and management by abdication. And I think at first, as you're a leader, sometimes management by abdication is what we do. It's like, okay, I've given that to somebody else and now that's theirs. Um, but I think it takes what you just said, I loved where you're like, they need to outshine what you would have done. Yeah. A, that's great leadership, but it's also pretty damn secure, right? It there's a level of insecurity when you hand something off is like, yeah. I think many people are worried that they will be outshined. Um, but when that's the goal, I, I think there's a lot of power in that. So that's great advice. So thank you. Thank you so much, Taylor. Yeah, I appreciate you taking you. the time. So fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, congrats on the online 18. Appreciate all that you're doing. And we will have to do this again sometime. Okay. Yes, please. Thanks right. so much for me. <laughs> you bet. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.